yeah, I got enemies, okay, the winner's cold, where I'm from, they try enemy, I swear the winner's cold. GM, GM, welcome to Web3 Academy, your one trusted source to capitalize on the next big phase of the internet. Don't get caught in the hype cycle. I'm Jay Bird, joined by my co-host Kyle Reedhead, and we're carving a path for AI creators, I mean doers, to confidently build and invest in Web3. Hi, what's going on? If you haven't noticed, the next big phase of the internet is happening, and it is happening fast, and it is happening right now. You heard at the beginning of this episode that track. That's a new track coming out by Drake. What a banger that song is. Well, Drake didn't make that one either. It's actually a new content creator that made this one. So the second big AI Drake song that's come out. There's a lot happening right now. Today seems to be that inflection point where this new song came out. And then Grimes, who's another big artist, who has talked about how she actually wants to get others to create songs for her and how she's going to monetize that and actually using smart contracts in Web3 so we're going to break all that down, talk about our thoughts, and just talk about where this new world of content creation is going. We're going to focus on the music industry, but this applies to all content. The internet is changing really, really fast, and the creator economy specifically is going to lead this. And this is actually just super, super cool, really exciting. I'm just so pumped for this. This is going to be a really good conversation of whether or not an artist or a business should embrace content that is created by your fans. In what way should you embrace it? How can that be done? Is this a good thing or a bad thing? I think some of us are gonna say we should not embrace this and some of us should say we will and we're gonna break down some examples. But before we jump into those, let's just take a minute to hear from our sponsors. The future of social media is here, and that future lives in Web3 on top of Lens Protocol. Web2 social platforms are broken and ripe for disruption. You see, the epicenter of social media is the creators, and yet they are the most neglected. Web2 platforms like Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram are all essentially robbing creators of their worth. Creators are a new type of entrepreneur, forming new types of businesses. Yet with Web2 platforms, creators don't own their content or their profiles, and that's their product and business. Instead, they are tied to the platforms they choose to create on. Well, just like how crypto is freeing us from banks, Web3 is freeing us from these centralized platforms. On Lens Protocol, creators own their content, own their profile, and even their social graph and followers in the form of NFTs. This allows you to move freely from one social application to another with your content, profile, and followers moving along with you. Lens Protocol enables self-sovereignty for your social graph and interoperability across the internet. At Web3 Academy, we believe this is the future of social, and that's why we've partnered with Lens to ensure that the path of social media is heading in the right direction. Visit lens.xyz to learn more today. What if I told you that industry pioneers from flagship Web3 brands such as Consensus, Polygon, Binance, Unstoppable Domains, Ledger, and Uniswap will all meet up in one place this summer. You don't want to miss this. I'm talking about the epic Web3 conference taking place in beautiful Lisbon on the 9th of June with over 20 curated talks, speed consultations with Web3 experts, networking sessions with investors, and even the opportunity to raise funds. This conference has it all and you'll get the tools you need to succeed in this industry. Plus, we at Web3 Academy will attend and host a community meetup with you and the others from our community before the main event. So come along, meet us, network, and start building alongside leading Web3 innovators. We can't wait to meet you. Remember, Lisbon, Portugal, 9th of June. We've got a 15% discount for you, but ticket prices go up every few days, so get your tickets today 
by using the link in the show notes. Enter the promo code WEB3ACADEMY15 to secure your spot. Or if you become a pro member, you can get an even bigger discount. So go pro today, and we'll see you in Lisbon, Portugal, the 9th of June at the Epic Web3 Conference. All right, friends, welcome back. This morning I woke up and I was listening to Drake's new song called Winter's Cold. And obviously I knew it was an AI created song, but I didn't tell those that I'm living with right now. So we were all this morning having our coffee, kind of banging into this song. And then I was like, guys, this wasn't Drake. This is an AI. They're like, what? No way. So this is the second time we've had a really good song come out by just Drake's fans. I assume they're his fans. And we just kind of want to talk about, you know, what does this mean? Where is this going to go? What's happening here? This is pretty crazy. On Drake's side, he has his lawyers actually looking into this, trying to figure out how to stop it. And then we had today, you know, I was talking about it with some friends saying like, I think they need to embrace it. I think Jay, we mentioned this on the podcast last week is, you know, embrace it. Let your community build content for you. This is kind of cool. And uh, I mean, we see this in the social media world, but not so much in the music world because it's, it's never been possible. Well, then all of a sudden this morning, Grimes came out and tweeted, Grimes is a pretty big musician herself, came out and tweeted that basically she will give 50% of revenues to any of her fans that create content using her vocals. And so she's literally asking for it and saying, hey, you know, we'll give 50% royalties in any successful AI generated song. And she said, we don't have any labels. We don't have any legal bindings. So feel free to use my voice with no penalty. So this is complete opposite to what Drake is trying to do. And I assume probably Drake's label or Drake's lawyers, et cetera. And so now we have sort of a debate here of, hey, what's the best way to do this? Do you lean into it or do you try to fight it? And so I was talking with my friends today just saying, you know, this is what Grimes has said. I think this is a great idea. You know, now artists don't even have to create music, right? Their fans will just do it for them. And they're now like the new distribution channel, right? All they do is say, hey, this is my song or this is like, I approve of this song and I put it out there. So quite interesting. We've talked a lot about how do we prove whose songs are whose, like what's AI generated, what's not. And we think that again, blockchain is going to be the technology that does that through verification. And so we've talked about that, but there's now a new idea coming out that Grimes put out about an hour ago. Because when I read this tweet, I was like, how is she going to give the royalties, like the revenues to all of these people creating AI generated content for her? Like, are we going to sign a contract with hundreds, thousands of fans and then somehow send them fiat money? What if they live outside of the US? Like, it's just an absolute mess. And so I said, hey, this should be smart contracts. I actually tweeted it this morning. Well, Grimes tweeted out an hour ago, talking with my team, if you register music with us, we can collect and pay out royalties direct to anyone who uses AI Grimes vocals using smart contracts. What is going on, Jay? This is crazy. Yeah, this is awesome. This is so exciting. Long seeing somebody nerding out on smart contracts. This is so cool. Smart contracts are so cool. We've been saying this for years. It's super exciting to see others really embrace it. One thing I just want to say quickly, isn't it so interesting how tech advances? AI is having this moment where it is pushing blockchain use cases into the limelight as a result of really what's happening with AI. Yeah. This is the exponential age where they all rely on each other. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just, yeah, it's so it's so cool when it we hit these inflection points and everything sort of all happens at once. But let me start by saying I do think that there is a problem here when we have content being produced by an AI. So you think it's real, whether it be a song or something else, you know, 
whether it's a mimic of an Andy Warhol or a piece of art. YouTube video could be anything, right? Yeah, podcast, anything. That is a problem. So we have a problem that we need to solve on the verification side. Was this actually created by the creator that it says it is? So that's one thing. The other thing is I do think that allowing your community to co-create with you is a massive potential, massive, like so exciting, so much fun and has use cases for not just for music, for shoes. I mean, that's really what Dot Swoosh is doing with their platform. Who wouldn't want to be able to say that they created the next Nike Air Force One shoe, right? So I think that community co-creation is also it's going to lead to new business models and new opportunities to engage your community and your fans. And this is how all innovation works. It's not that AI is a problem. The problem is we just don't really know how to deal with this thing yet, which is what always happens. Every time we have new innovation, when the internet came, it was like, hey, this is really cool. There's a lot of opportunity here, but we have a problem. <laughs> you know, what happens when someone posts a video of porn? You know, that's a problem. How are we going to deal with that? We didn't have firewalls at the time. We didn't have the ability to like block sites or put age restrictions on like those features weren't built into the internet. Now we build them and it's much easier to kind of block that sort of, not really, but kind of. And, you know, you can have parental controls and things on your browser and things like that. That didn't exist when those problems first existed or first came out. Now we have this. AI is not necessarily a problem, but we should probably know if this was the real person or not, right? And one of the questions that my friends asked me this morning when I told them that the song wasn't actually Drake that they were all singing along and bumping to was, well, what happens if someone makes really shitty music, right? Like, it's not very good. Does that hurt Drake's reputation? And then the next question, which my answer to that was, well, shitty content just doesn't really matter anymore because if you put out shitty content, just no one shares it, no one comments on it, no one likes it. And it kind of just goes to the wayside after about a day or two. So like, don't think that's a massive problem. Whereas good content, it'll get shared everywhere. That's the problem. It's like, well, what happens when it's really good? Which is what is happening right now. Two songs have gone viral and everyone thinks they're Drake until they learn otherwise. For sure, there's thousands of songs that people are making. And Drake makes some money on that. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Drake makes some money on that. And people don't know. Those are the problems. The other problem that can arise from this is, well, what happens when someone makes a very like edgy song about race or about yeah. you know homophobia or about whatever, and they do it as Drake's voice, that can hurt his reputation. That can still go very viral because it's something edgy and People love that on the internet. So like it probably will go viral. And now some list this is going to do it. I just ruined the internet for us. I'm sorry. You know, so like what happens at that point? That's a bit scary. And I think that's definitely a problem. There's also this question of who owns the content, right? So if I make an AI Drake song, do I own that? Because I made it. I use Drake's voice, but it was AI. I wrote the lyrics. I made the beats. I did all the work. Drake didn't do any work for it. Or does he own it? And, and we're not going to necessarily answer all these questions today. These are all things that need to be sorted out. Well, but the way that Grimes explained it was like, I do collabs with artists all the time, right? Whether those are musicians or it's someone else who has vocals, whatever, but I do collabs with them all the time. And whenever I do that, we just share the revenues from the song, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think it fits the exact same way. If they created, they share in the ownership of that song, of course, right? Like, it was Drake's vocals and Drake's distribution, et cetera, that made this. And Drake has done a lot to make that happen. And then it was their DJ skills slash writing slash whatever they did with the AI to make that song exist. So I think ultimately they should own it together. And in my opinion, the artist should completely embrace this because 
here's where this goes is like right now drake gets maybe an album comes out every year maybe i don't even know if they do them that frequently drake does albums more often than most artists do but yeah, yeah they- right so if we look at what just happened here okay we've had two banger ai drake songs come out in the last two weeks so it took 2023 years for the first ai generated drake song to come out okay not even drake song just good banger like mainstream song in general from ai general music then the next one took one more week after that you want to talk about exponential this is it yeah how long do you think those guys were working on those songs right like a couple weeks yeah well the second one probably not even now okay so we were 2023 years and then one week and now like there's probably a new drake song that comes out every day moving forward from the moment we publish this podcast you know what i mean like that's yeah. the scale this is about to go. Is this a good thing? Like, because there's people that like Drake's music that's like the slow stuff. I don't really care for it that much. I like his more kind of hardcore, more like amped up stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there's all different types of Drake that people like. Now you can have all those being made all the time, right? And you just, whatever ones go mainstream or whatever, like, in the ones that get all the listens are the ones that create the revenue. And then you just share that with those creators, with your community. If I was Drake, I'd be doing a competition right now. Hey, whoever creates the best song that gets the most listens using my vocals, I don't know, either share revenues or shit, I'll perform that song in my next concert in New York City or in Toronto where he's from, right? Like, that's what I was wondering this morning. I was like, if people keep making this music and one of the songs, like this winter, was called Winter's Cold, if this becomes like a number one hit, does Drake now have to go and learn this song and play it at his concerts? Because that's what people are going to want. He's got to go now figure out how to sing that song. There's so many ways you can take this, so many things that can happen with this, but I think you got to embrace it and like gamify it. You know what I mean? Align incentives, which by the way, this is exactly what Web3 does. This is the technology that's perfect for all of this, but they're basically creating a DAO of content. Every artist now has their own DAO. Mm -hmm. I think you need two approaches on this, to be honest. I think you need to have your lawyers not embrace it and do what lawyers do and they should go out and protect your IP. And that's what they're paid to do and that's what they're good at. And they should live in that world. And especially if you're a brand like Drake, right? Because there is a lot of risk here, right? As you said, if something comes out that's racist or homophobic or inappropriate, that could be really bad. So like, they need to be prepared for how to deal with that. But at the same time, I think you need to embrace it. And here's why you don't really have a choice. As we just said, this is happening, right? So with AI, we're in the first inning. I don't even know. We're in like the pregame. Like we're so early because <laughs> it's exponential. So right. if you don't embrace it, I don't know, you're going to be like standing on the sidelines with, you know, your thumb up your butt, like just not knowing what to do. Whereas if you do embrace it, you can figure out a way. And this is what I think we should talk about is like, okay, what's the process if you did embrace it? So first we've talked about this already, there needs to be better verification of what is Drake, right? So whether Drake grabs Drake.eth and publishes, uses NFTs, he wraps all of his work in an NFT and creates, mints it from Drake.eth in order to prove, okay, this is all the stuff that actually is mine, right? So like that's step one. Is mine or that I approve? I approve, right? exactly. That's what I was good. community. Exactly. So let's talk about, because that's the more interesting, that first step needs to happen. And in order for that to happen, like Spotify needs to embrace that, like all of the platforms that publish all of our creator content need to embrace that, which like they're going to do, I think, but I don't know. Some will do it. Some will do it. Here's where this leads me, Jay. And you said it right. You said Drake's brand. 
what Drake is about to become and every artist in the world that embraces this, he no longer needs to be a musician. He is now just a brand. He is a distribution channel for music. He doesn't need to create content anymore. And by content, I don't mean a social media post. I mean music. He doesn't ever need to go into a studio ever again. Okay. And he will create more music and better music than he's ever created in his last, I don't know how long he's been around for, 15 years, whatever. He is now just a media platform. And he now has to find a way to organize, incentivize, mm-hmm. and I don't want to say train, inspire, right? He needs to inspire his community and other musicians and other creators to create better music and to like to make this stuff even better than what he could ever do. And then his focus is how can I make sure that this gets in front of the most people? How can I make sure the best music is getting created from my community? How can I give to my community so they can create better stuff. And what he's doing here is building a kingdom, right, of music. And he's just going to have the most amount of music created. And he just needs to focus on distributing that moving forward. Whoever does that is going to become the biggest musician in the next five years. Mm-hmm. They don't even make music anymore. <laughs> That's what's happening. Why, what is that meme of like Airbnb doesn't own any homes, Uber doesn't own any cars, like this is the new economy or whatever. And it's like yeah. musicians don't make music. That's what's happening right here. This is insane. This just gets me so excited because there's so many layers to this. And if Drake went out and did what Grimes just did and said, hey, everybody, go produce music and I'll embrace it. Grimes said she'd give 50% royalties to whoever. Drake doesn't even need to do that. He just needs to be like, I'm it. Like, I want you guys to make music and I'm in. That's great. This is why I do say like the legal side needs to be there is because okay, what does that lead to? It leads to, for right now, there is no creator verification. So there's going to be hundreds of videos on YouTube of that say that they're Drake and they're not Drake and money is flowing back to the creator of it when like there's no shared revenue going back to Drake. Like it has to be going in both ways. So the ideal is that basically this is a contest, right? Like it's a great way to create contests where anybody can now make you know, in the past, the contest was like, oh, make a Drake poster or something like that. Now it's yeah, like, because it's getting, as you've said many times, and I think this is an important line that we should all remember, AI removes friction. AI makes it faster to create anything, whatever that thing is, music, business plan, art, whatever it is. So when we remove friction, we're going to have over the next few months, way more content produced, right? And so when we have way more content, the artists, they need to embrace it. And then they need to decide, okay, these are the ones that I'm going to basically make official, right? So I'm going to say, winter's cold. Drake's like, winter's cold. I love it. It's now an official Drake song. He'd probably re-record it. I don't know whether he would bring in the creator and like re-record it. And I don't know what the methodology would be, but that's where this could go if you made it that type of thing. But you've got to be coming at it from both sides. I don't even know what to call these people that are creating these songs of Drake with AI. They're creators in their own regard. Different type. They're like a cover band, right? They're basically like uh, every electronic artist of the last, like, you know, 10, 10 years. They're a cover band that's creating original music for the band that they're covering. That's actually insane. So, but, okay, so what I'm trying to figure out is kind of how, okay, the creator economy where people are creating content on social media, whatever, this has been the next... Like it's created hundreds of millionaires, I think millions of millionaires over the last like 10 years. I see now musicians, which used to be like only a few musicians could make it, 
And that was kind of it. Now there are millions of musicians who are cover bands that are creating unique content for people like Drake. And they're probably going to be making a shit ton because they're now sharing in the revenues that Drake is making. Yeah. And then do they become celebrities? For sure. I think for like, sure. They become big. Yeah. yeah they you become could... their own brand, right? You're like, yeah. oh, I like this guy's style of AI generated music for any artist because he writes good lyrics or something. I don't know. Or he's, he prompts the AIs to write the lyrics. Well, that's, that's the thing. This is in a way connects back to a show that we did. Maybe it was one of our first debates was, is AI going to take all our jobs? Well, here's a new here's job, a new job right? that is being created by AI. So nice. you can become an AI music specialist, right? Like it's not, sure we can sit here and say AI makes it frictionless and make it easy, but you or I couldn't go make an AI Drake song, right? Like this right. does take skill and takes time. Sure. And so, yeah, I think that there will be artists who are anonymous, who are not, you know, they hide behind their, you know, their computer hides the wrong word. They just choose not to show their face and they are presented as an AI and they go to artists and they're like, Hey, I made a Drake song. I'll go make a song for you. I think that the key here is there is no stopping the content creation, I don't know, loop or like exponential growth that we're about to go into. So, you know, like you said, the reason for that is because the ability to do it is frictionless, right? And AI makes it frictionless to create. What's cool though, and the great thing here is that we also have blockchain because what blockchain does is makes the movement of money and value frictionless. And so now there's no way that the traditional financial world is going to be able to keep up with this innovation of creating content and trying to somehow like distribute money for the thousands or millions of people creating yep. stuff. Like it's just not possible. But blockchain with smart contracts does enable that and it makes it frictionless to set up these contracts, right? Mm -hmm. With these creators and then stream money from platform directly splitting it from Drake to whoever else contributed to it. Like that's not possible in the traditional financial world. So it's like blockchain makes the movement of money frictionless and then AI makes the creation of anything frictionless. Yeah. I mean, on Sunday, we were playing a game called Dutch Blitz card game. Actually, Jay, you taught me this game. Oh, I love that and, game. Uh, yeah, yeah, I dominate yeah, we every time we play. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm unbelievable at this game now. But anyway, one of the pain points, and this is ridiculous that this is a pain point, but you have to write down your score and then you have to add your score and write it down. The weird thing is, is that the person who has to write it down has a bit of a disadvantage unless you had this rule that you can't start the next round until they finish. And we're like, well, why don't we just create an app? And everyone's like, okay. And I'm, I live with two developers. So they were like, okay, I'll build it tomorrow. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to build this app on ChatGPT and I'm going to race you guys. So we had a hackathon yesterday. By the way, I don't write code. I also have no idea how to take code and like make it into an app. And I got ChatGPT to write me the code and then teach me how to put it into a web app. And I had an app within under an hour that could do this. Yeah, there's the frictionless of creation that's coming. And to this point, it's not just music. This will happen for all content. So if you yeah. write newsletters, we could already have a contest for someone to write the best newsletter for Web3 Academy. Our podcast, someone could go and do this episode right now and go, hey, do make a podcast episode of Kyle and Jay debating if AI Drake is a problem. And someone could go and write that episode and then use AI to have us actually speaking and filming us doing it. And a bunch of people could do it. We could see which one makes the most value and which one, you know, has the least amount of ums and whatever else we say that's not. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and now you have your community helping you build content for everyone else to understand this timely subject that's coming out. It all connects back to community and right. the importance of building strong community. 
and then enabling your community to participate. Like we all got so excited about DAOs because it was the first time we could all build together in a decentralized way. So I do think you've got to embrace it. Let me just bring up a couple of things I just had. You know where else this is really interesting? Because this is already happening is memes. Think about right. memes. A lot of memes are taken from famous movies. How many are out there where it's like they took a clip from a famous movie or a famous TV show, right? And they made it into a GIF file. And now that GIF is like being spread. Is anything going back to the movie studio? No, nothing's going back to the movie studio. Does anybody even know who originally created that GIF? Like when I see created, like who cut it and put it on to Giphy or whatever? No, probably not, right? So the meme side of this is really interesting. It makes me think of, this is a total aside, but this is actually one of Pudgy Penguin's big plays. They're one of the few NFT projects that actually is, their floor has gone up during the bear market. They've passed Moonbirds. They're way above a bunch of projects now. Fuck, I wish I owned a Pudgy Penguin. Uh, not investment advice. But what Pudgy Penguins has been trying to figure out is how to get value to flow back to the NFT holders, okay? And so the way that they are figuring out how to do that, initially they launched 16 toys and they licensed the NFT of 16 of their holders, okay? But that's 16. I think there's like 8,000 Pudgy Penguins. You can't make 8,000 different toys. So what they're doing is they're doing it through gifts. So the Pudgy Penguins team is producing GIFs. They have over a billion views on their GIFs, okay? And so they produce GIFs using a Pudgy Penguin, which if I'm a holder, I have IP of my penguin, all right? And then they're making a tech platform using smart contracts, using blockchain, where based on how many views are on the GIFs that include your Pudgy Penguin, you get fractions of a cent flowing back to you, because you own the IP. So like, there's so much here. There's so much. You, you just made me think of a new, I guess you can call it a job or role. So right now the way music entities work is usually you sell like a certain amount of them. What's the like purpose of them, of the music entity? Not everyone knows. Sometimes it's just access to a community. Well, sometimes it's a rep. It's really- Yeah, it's collect. But sometimes it's a rev share. Like in Royals, in Royals case, if you collect it, if you're one of the first to do it, you get royalties back. What I'm thinking now is, okay, you have- Drake or you have AI Drake, whatever, and they have a contract to like split revenues with each other. And then they go and they put this on sound or on Royal or whatever. And the first hundred of people can collect. Who are those people that are going to collect? Marketers, people with distribution. Mm. They're going to collect that thing because they think they can make that song get viewed in front of more people. Like I have a following on Twitter who let's say likes Drake. I have no idea if my following likes Drake or not, but if I knew that they did, I'd want to go and collect Drake's songs so that I can go and distribute them to my channel because I know it's going to get more views and I'm going to make more royalties from that. This is just insane how much you can bifurcate or distribute, you know, value based off everyone who's pitching in, right? Everyone who's like either creating the song or helping to distribute the song and so on and so forth. That's crazy. It just blew my mind. It's, it's really interesting how we sort of got away with, from this like creator compensation conversation. Like that was like first big conversations of NFTs, right? Everyone was like, finally a way for creators to really be compensated for their work really through royalties and then royalties fucking went to zero and thanks blur and all the marketplaces that pushed everything to zero and we kind of got away from it but that is really one of the most incredible ways that blockchain will change the internet if it happens the way we envision it 
is that verification will be clear of who created something and compensation slash acknowledgement will flow back to the original creator in some form. I don't know what the form is, but it's definitely, it's possible on blockchain. I'm not saying it will happen. It's possible. If you look at the way the music industry went back in the day when it, music was getting digitized, everyone was like, oh, we're screwed. You know, music got Napster, I can't make any money. And then what came from that, things like Spotify, right? Where you could find a way to stream payments over to, now, is it the best solution? No, but it's better than what it used to be. It's better than Napster. And so like they found a way to make sure that the creators were getting, or the musicians were getting their money, right? It's the same thing. This seems like scary. Oh, people are making this AI content. You know, the creators aren't making any money from that. I think as we've outlined, there's many ways in which you can do that. And you're better off to embrace it than you are to not, because at least this way, if you've got people on your side, like they're more willing to follow the rules and like share the value together, right? Rather than try to fight them all. First off, we just need tech platforms to read blockchain so that we can at least verify content. I think that's like the starting point. But what's crazy is like, we know that that's the solution. I'm sure tech platforms know that solution. They're already going, okay, let's try to implement that. And then as that's happening, it's not even solved yet. You already have artists going, okay, now we're going to also use smart contracts to distribute payments and so on and so forth. It's like, this thing's just happening so fast. Like six months from now, the music industry might be flipped completely upside down. Oh, I remember last year at NFT NYC, and I totally agree with what you're saying. I think it's, this is what's so interesting is like things happen in periods. Last year at NFT NYC, Notorious B.I.G., who's obviously passed, his estate launched an NFT where you could buy his first freestyle, which is like a famous freestyle that he did on the streets of New York and has like millions of views on YouTube. It's never been used in any way. It's just this like video that somebody got on like a camcorder, I bet, I guess back in like the 90s of him freestyling on the street. And what they wanted to do was they said, okay, we're going to sell. They sold 3,000 NFTs. And the NFT is a piece of art of Biggie, but it also, like that's the JPEG version of the NFT, but it also gives you access to a community with the token. And as part of being part of that community, you actually have governance of how that, song is going to be used. So what you could do is you can decide, oh, we're actually going to go partner with Drake or whatever artists, and we're going to get them to remix the song and make it into a song. And then revenue could flow back to the down. And at that time, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, like a group of internet strangers are going to win a Grammy. Like that was what I was thinking. If we weren't quite there yet, it wasn't really ready because there was some friction around actually making the music, right? Unless you're like, a music producer who has access to a studio and you actually understand to do that. And I'm sure some people out there are saying it's not hard to produce music. Well, that's probably because you do it for a living or you do it for a hobby, right? Like the rest of us, it's tough. So, but now all of a sudden you have this removal of friction because of AI. So what is going to be in the Grammys next year? Is there going to be a song that wins that was produced by an AI? Well, that's a good prediction. By next year, I don't know when the Grammys, I think the Grammys just happened next year. Just happened. Yeah. Whole year. I think not this year, but the next. If I can guess here, a song could be good enough in the next year to win a Grammy, but it well, won't win a Grammy they, unless the artist embraces it and puts their name behind it. That's the thing. I was at first thinking, okay, maybe it's not going to be good enough. I think actually by the end of the year, there will be a song that's probably better than any any songs. Actually, probably a bunch of them. I mean, just judging by these first two, they're yeah. pretty damn good. The reason I think that they won't win is I don't think it'll be embraced. As much as you and I are like, oh, it's just an Eden Grimes, but Grimes is very much like head of technology, like so far ahead of technology. I mean, she was with Elon Musk. She's a kid with Elon, doesn't she? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Named like X and Y's, like, yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> So, like, yeah, she, she gets it. Snoop Dogg gets it. 
right? He, yeah. He's been releasing NFTs. There are definitely artists that get it. I wonder which artists are going to be on board for this, which is art. But like, man, this whole industry is going to completely change. The creation of the music is going to change. The way the money is distributed is going to change. The tickets for all concerts is going to change. How are concerts going to work? If Drake and Grimes no longer make any music, what the hell do they do at a concert? What's the point? <laughs> oh my God. I guess in the metaverse. They're going to be in metaverse. The metaverse. Yeah. I think that one of the biggest issues here when we talk about music specifically, and you can go back and listen to our episode with Austin Hurwitz, where we broke down the history of the music industry and how it was created and where it is today is that basically there is three music labels that owns 99, 95% of all music out there. And those are massive corporations and massive corporations do not adopt change quickly. But labels, what did Austin say that we need labels for? That was mainly for distribution. Yeah. And it was for like funding to like get a studio and all that in yep. the early days. Yeah. Okay. You don't need funding anymore. It's not, you just use AI, it's free. You don't need a studio anymore. It's also free. And you don't need distribution because all you got to do is just like create videos on TikTok and, mm -hmm. you know, have a presence online. And just as long as you're making good music, it'll get out there. Bye-bye labels this time. I know they didn't go away with the internet. Yeah, but the problem is that the labels are so entrenched. Like bye-bye labels takes like decades, yeah. right? Like, you know, can Drake go leave his label? Like, I guess, like, you know, but- I don't, yeah, I don't think he can. But with your new artist, it's scary because you're not, you know, some fancy guy in a suit comes along and is like, I made these artists big and I'm going to make you big too. Like, are you going to say no to that? You got to have a real entrepreneurial spirit. So yeah, I have one more question. Right now, artists make, you know, 12 songs a year, maybe, right? Maybe a few more. And so there's room for more music. There's room for new artists to come in. What do you do when Drake has a new song coming out every single day? Okay. And so does every other big artist. How does a small artist ever make it anymore? Mm. Collaborate with Drake? <laughs> That's scary. I never thought about that before. I got to put some, let's, we'll do some thinking on that one. Maybe we'll do another episode on that. Cause it, we, we now have just a complete oversaturation of content. Now, like obviously still, you need just need good content. I feel like we're already at the point of complete oversaturation of content. Right. You know what I mean? There's so much music you can listen to. In it. Like I'm already at there. So uh, what I remember seeing was that when the internet started, content was only produced by basically like universities and major institutions. They were producing like journalistic reports and like that's where most content came from, right? Like you had to like be a media company essentially, right? And then when the internet was created and all of a sudden as a result of like web two and all of us could create content much easier, there was like this exponential growth in content. Now I'd love to see, okay, now what's going to happen with AI? Because it's about to go even more exponential. Music is going to go the way of like how um, journalism did. It used to be in newspapers owned by a few companies. There wasn't a lot of it back then. And now it's all content is driven by either SEO, paid marketing, or social media. You either build your own distribution or you hack the algorithms online or you pay. And music is going to be the same thing. Right, I guess you're gonna have to either figure out the algorithms on whatever platforms we use. You're gonna have to pay, which I guess that keeps labels around, or whoever will be willing to pay. Or you gotta have a social media phone. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Just fuck, create social media content. You know what I mean? Like you gotta build a reputation online, no matter what you want yeah. to do. That's yeah. the only way you're gonna kind of separate yourself from the noise. Anything else we should do to wrap up here, Jay? Or have we covered it all? I mean, we covered a lot. Man, it's so yeah, it's so exciting and. I, it is a bit scary. Like I will say, I do fall into the like the it's scary camp. The reason I think it's scary is because of the lack of control. The cat's out of the bag. You can't slow it down. This is happening. Yeah. That is scary in a way. I'm going to go with 
one year from now we're going to see an AI created Grammy. Yeah, I just want to make the bet. I just want to make the bet. Uh, the Grammys is too old school. One thing that I think people struggle with is to think in exponential terms, right? We're so used to linear terms of growth and adoption and innovation. And this is what we said is exponential. I mean, I think last week I said there's going to be another Drake sub coming up probably within a week. And boom, it came out this weekend. And now there's going to be two of them made this week. So by the time that we get a podcast next week, we're going to have to talk about this again because it's going to be at least <laughs> two. That's just how fast this is coming. It's an incredible time. Someone I just saw a tweet was saying like, this is the most exciting time to be in innovation in tech since the 90s. It wasn't over the last like 15, 20 years. Like, yeah, there's been great stuff, the ability to use credit cards online and, you know, social platforms or whatever. But like, there wasn't a massive leap. It wasn't super exciting on really any of the tech we've had. They just all been like little iterations. And then this now, the last couple of months have been like, whoa, mega moments. And we haven't really had that. Like, I guess the mobile phone maybe would have been the last one. Previous to that, it was like the 90s, just the internet boom. And so this idea of like AI combination with Web3 and everything else going on, it's just like, it's it's an amazing time to be looking into this stuff, playing around with this stuff and to be involved. It's pretty crazy. You know, it's great lead into a wrap up on, that's why you should keep listening to Web3 Academy. The opportunity is huge. And if you want to capitalize on the opportunity, you need a plan. And we're going to make sure we tell you which plans are working and which plans are not so that you can invest your time and your money with confidence and don't get caught up in the hype cycle. And look, we're coming at you saying, here's the solutions to these big problems. A lot of people are probably going, shit, we got to run away from these problems. We're saying, no, no, no. Here's the solutions to it. Now people can go build businesses around this stuff. Mm -hmm. We need protocols and businesses around music NFTs and around managing AI content. And like, if you're not understanding where this is going, you might build the wrong type of business. I think this helps clear where the stuff can go and keep up to date on what's happening. So if you want to build, this is the place to do it. Like if you think about it, somebody out there that is making an AI Drake song or AI any artist song, but make it an NFT. I would love to be able to see who made this thing. I guess because it's an NFT doesn't mean that we can see like listen. Like I want data. You know what I mean? I want like on-chain data about this, but I wouldn't necessarily get listens and stuff. Yeah. No, I wouldn't get listens, but we can get like it's more value stuff, transactions, it's financial stuff. Yeah. In the next couple of weeks, there will be an NFT. Mint. I mean, it's probably already here. We just don't know yet, but we'll see. Yeah. I love it. Well, if you're still listening to this, let us know. Do you think this is a problem? Do you think that AI Drake music is going to be a problem that we should deal with in the future? Yes or no? Curious to hear what you think. Thanks for listening. What are we missing? You know, yeah. we just came up with our ideas of where we see this going. And I mean, this all came up on the spot, by the way. This all just happened literally today. Jay and I are just literally talking about it live. What are we missing? Is there technological pieces we're missing? Business model pieces we're missing? There's got to be other things that we're not thinking of. I'd love to hear from you. You can do it in our Discord or on Twitter. Hit us up. Let us know. I love it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Web3 Academy. We hope this helps you along your Web3 journey. If it does, please share this episode and subscribe so you don't miss the next one. Nothing in this podcast was financial advice. Crypto and Web3 can be risky. You can literally lose it all. In fact, if you invest on account of what we say, you probably will lose it all. So don't do that. In all honesty, the point of this podcast is to remove the noise of markets and price and focus on utility and implementation anyway. So you should not take any of this as financial advice. Thank you, friends, and see you in the next one.